Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Katie and I are going to be diving in to some practical things we're doing in the moment and hopefully in the near future to keep our minds in a good place. Uh, I feel like there's such a battle for our minds. So much can happen in a good way or in a bad way up there. And Katie and I know from experience that this postpartum season, the winter season, can oftentimes lend to us getting into funks. And usually that starts with where our mind is going or not going. And so we're going to share with you what we're doing in our funk prevention program. Um, That's what we decided to call it just now. And so that's trademarked as of now. And we will fill you in on the details of that program. Hope you enjoy. Hey. I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. Catherine Joy, you are looking beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I'm going to tell our listeners that we had the pleasure of going on a Valentine's date last night, which was kind of unexpected. It was totally unexpected. I just was all prepared to be cozy and hang out with the kids. And, right. Because, I mean, that's just the season of life we're in right now. It is. Yeah. I think that we both knew that that was a probable scenario for Valentine's Day this year. And what's funny is that, I mean, Katie and I, we've only been together for what? This was maybe our fifth Valentine's Day that we've been yeah, together on. Yeah, either dating or married. Or married. And we actually have not had very good Valentine's days or dates up until this year. I'd say this is our best Valentine's Day date, wouldn't you say? Yes, definitely. Like most memorable, most romantic, which is so funny yeah, when it, you think of it. But yeah. I think, well, we were talking about it and I think it's because my birthday is the end of January Mm. and Elisha always goes all out for my birthday and it's always like a really fun, romantic time for us. And so by the time like February 14th comes around, I just like, I'm not expecting like anything big for Valentine's. Well, you should be. The problem is, is that I just run out of creativity. Like all my creative energy goes into your birthday usually and then the tanks empty on my ability to be romantic or creative when Valentine's Day rolls around. Well, maybe your tank's empty, but my tank's full. So hey, there we go. So, so that works it out. works out for Valentine's. And I feel like Valentine's is totally something where like I could if I, you know, I could plan it, too. It's not like the guy has to plan Valentine's Day. Technically, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a very 21st century thing to say, <laughs> really? you know, we if we want you know, equal opportunity here. I feel like you should be planning half of our Valentine's Day dates. So maybe it's not a good idea for me to plan Valentine's <laughs> Day. <don't know. laughs> Anyways, all that being said, it was really fun. We were, I think we were just talking about how I, I don't know. It was just fun to like feel young and fancy free, even though, you know, we have four kiddos. 
I think like me not waddling in there like pregnant and like <laughs> slippers was like, I don't know, just fun. <laughs> that was a win for you. Yeah, we d- I did feel younger than I had felt in a long time, which is funny. I don't know why. It's because his wife didn't look like she was like 37 and well, no, about Katie, to give birth. <laughs> as most of you know, Katie looks phenomenal throughout her pregnancies, all the way through her third trimester and up until the time she has her babies. She, she just doesn't, she always looks amazing. Um, that said, I don't think I was, I had noticed Katie's energy like take the hit that it took this third trimester. And it's, Katie's energy levels aren't even up anywhere near probably to a hundred for you because you're still, you know, recovering from the labor and delivery and you're not sleeping on a normal schedule, but it was fun just to see you, um, I think just lighter emotionally and mentally and realize like, that's right. That third trimester was kind of tough on you physically and mentally and emotionally. Yeah. It was more like, I think wife energy versus like matronly (laughs) energy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we had a really good time. It was awesome. It was awesome. And it was so sweet. Yeah. This, these last few days or sorry, not last few days about the last nine days, I would say, uh, have really been awesome for Katie and I first Katie's mother, came stayed for almost a full week and really just served us she provided meals and cleaning and taking care of our kiddos when they were here and helping us you know we i felt like we were kind of on a mini vacation yeah it was amazing yes just being able to totally rest and recover and sleep in Mm -hmm. and just sleep whenever it it was such a luxury yeah and katie's father took our other three children to their house in montana and it for three or four days there when they were gone it felt like it was some of the most restful days we had like that I can ever remember having. Cause even when we go on vacation now as a family, there's an element of, you know, sleep is hard for us when we're on vacation. Cause the kiddos are in a different place. I don't sleep that great in new environments. You're traveling, which is exhausting. And then it seems like when you're at home, there's always the cares of this life that you're thinking about, you know, the next project that needs to get done or the next business you know, venture that needs to get started. Uh, but for some reason being home just postpartum for a few days and totally unplugging from our responsibilities and from, I mean, your responsibility, you know, you had your newborn that you were responsible for. Um, but meaning I think in, in our businesses or taking care of the kiddos and keeping our house up, we totally checked out of those things and it was so restful. Yeah, it was, it was a huge blessing. And then the past we had a little, break there we barely got our uh, feet under us is like our own little family Mm. and then my sister flew out Kelsey and she's been staying with us for a couple days and it's just been I mean she's just such a blessing yes (laughs) being here so yeah we just we aren't like kicking back into normal life yet I guess Mm -hmm. we're barely starting that process but we're just so blessed by all the support we've yes. received and it's been such a smooth transition i feel so spoiled it, i just feel so spoiled because i think having for us going from three to four children has definitely been the most daunting out of any of our children you know going from one to two was fun and from two to three we were excited about but going from three to four kind of had us intimidated and a little bit overwhelmed and so having the abundant support from the family has been such um, such a, a blessing. And I know it's like, so uncommon, I think to have this type of support from family. And so I'm really grateful for that. And it's also provided me ample time to want to strategize for when that support goes away, 
because I know it's going to. Kelsey, Katie's sister, is going to be leaving tomorrow, and we're going to get digging into this life, which we're excited about. We're excited about digging into life with four kiddos and trying to run our businesses and trying to get sleep done in the, in the middle of the night and all that stuff. Um, but I think it's made Katie and I both realize we really need to be equipped in our minds with how we're approaching life, having good expectations, the right expectations, having, you know, good disciplines and habits in place when time becomes all the more valuable and precious because it's limited, you know, there's less of it, it seems like. And, and so we're going to be sharing with you how we're approaching that and what some things are that we're doing. Yeah. It's funny. Cause you have all this time before the baby, I feel like where once you're prepared, you're kind of just in this waiting zone, like, mm. okay, another day went by, we didn't have the baby. Right. And then after you have the baby, but you, okay, I guess what I'm saying it though, is that you feel like you accomplish something with like another day going by. Cause you're like one day closer to having the right. baby. At least yep. that's how I felt. Yeah. And then postpartum, I feel like, okay, well I'm one day closer to healing. You know, Lawrence is one day closer to sleeping through the night. Like these are the metrics I'm judging my day by, mm. which I think is good to a certain extent. Cause it's good to rest and recuperate. But then you hit this point where I, it happened to me yesterday which was like eight days after Lawrence was born. And it was just like, I don't like how I'm spending my time hmm. anymore. Like this whole just like coast through, yeah. like I'm officially squandering time now. Right. And I don't like how I'm using this time because it's now starting to affect me mentally. Like just a long enough stretch has gone by right. where these little tiny effects are starting to compound. Yeah. And so for us, it's just time to start paying attention to the little things. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And I think we're on the same page regarding that. And I think that this is one of those things that we've had to be um, sensitive in, in how we approach each other and how we're even approaching our own thoughts and our own goals, because we don't want to put too much on ourselves unnecessarily. You know, this, this still is the postpartum season. It is a challenging season in a physical way, you know, with, with sleep and with your healing and having three or four little littles now to take care of. But knowing what that line is for us as individuals, like you said, when we're squandering time or when we're, when we're not, and not even putting this burden on us, like we need to produce a lot, you know, we need to get back to our checklist and start cranking out the to-dos. It's not that, I think it's being more conscientious about what we are consuming what is what we're doing life giving or is it taking from us or is it just kind of occupying time? You know, that's something that I really about a week ago started to try to be honest with myself. You know, am I going to different things just to kind of bide the time? Is this life giving or is it just life taking, you know, or is it just getting through time? Is it, it's taking my time, but is it worth it? And becoming more and more, I guess, vigilant in what those things are doesn't always mean that you're going to be this ultra productive person, but it might mean, you know, you're reading something that's really beneficial rather than watching another episode of fill in the blank, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that that's exactly where we're at. Mm -hmm. I think we've done a really good job. Well, the Lord's just really blessed and put us in a position where I feel like I've been able to feel so just cool chilling. Yes. And I think that's good. I think we agreed to that kind yeah. of. Yeah. We well, you guys were like, heard like that was a goal actually of ours was to feel this 
um, contentment mm-hmm. and let time pass and not feel this need to have a to-do list or, mm-hmm. you know, these big hairy goals. And so it's not like we feel like it's time to start diving back into that, even though we're working our way back into productivity and mm. work and all those things. We just want to take that as a, as we can do it basis. Mm. But it's, it's the little stuff. It is. And it's funny because Katie and I have both at different times tried uh, doing, or we have done uh, days that we call free days. And this is something that we learned from Katie's father, who's a, a business coach. And a lot of entrepreneurs use this time system called the entrepreneurial time system. And it's basically categorizing your days into three different categories. One being a focus day. And that is just kind of like your money making activity where you're cranking and you're making it rain. Um, and then there's your buffer day, which is kind of like, you know, running errands, so to speak, you know, maybe paying bills, just doing some of the, lo- the logistics of your life that are necessary, but aren't really that money making activity. And then the third category is a free day where, where you're not doing either of those things. And once you, once Katie and I really got good at you know, categorizing those, it made us better at the free days. But what's funny is that free days it's like you have to learn how to have them. And I think that now that we've cleared our calendars, we haven't put these big goals and deadlines. We need to learn how to use this free time in a productive way, in a life-giving way. Yeah, I want to clarify that a free day is, these are probably closer to free days, but a free day is a day by yourself, like where you're relaxing. It's not like... Well, I think that's a gold free day. Yeah, that's a golden free day. You're, you're right. Yeah, because there's right. free days that are like silver and uh, yeah. aren't there in bronze. Is there like a platinum free day? <laughs> I don't know. Bronze free day? I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, but I don't... Would you say that these... I guess they have been free days up to this point. All I'm saying is I think we've had many free moments and it's reminded me of how when I have a free day and I'm not proactive and intentional in how I spend it, it ends up really being a waste of time rather than restoring and life-giving. Yes. And I think that that's where we're at with this free time that we've carved out for ourselves is realizing, okay, wait a second, we can actually make this free time very productive and beneficial, even if it's still relaxing and enjoyable. And I think that's what we want to do over this time. Yes. Yes. That's great. That's a really good clarification. So we wrote down some things. Yeah. Why don't you start, Katie? Do you want to share those? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. So we wrote down three things. This was Elisha's idea. I thought it was really good. Um, Three things that we want to make changes in or be intentional about moving forward. Yeah. And like from, yeah, here on out. And so for me, the number one thing that I had already decided yesterday was because I've had all this time to lay around, I have established some really bad phone habits. Mm-hmm. And those phone habits have been using my phone no longer as a tool, but just as a consumption device, like solely a consumption uh, device. And that just doesn't make you feel very good about your life. I love my life, but it just like, I don't like where it puts my brain. Right. And so that said, I think the biggest thing is I have had it like right next to my bed so I could turn it on for a light for feedings and use it as a noise machine and all the things. It's the first thing I grab in the morning now. It didn't used to be that way. And I'm not in this place to create or respond or use it as a tool in any way Mm. at that point in the day. And so I want to start not taking my phone off airplane mode until one. Mm. 
in the afternoon. That's when the kids go to bed and that's when I can create. And you only have two hours during that time. That time will probably be like, I'll be competing with sleeping because I want to nap during this time too. So it just, it dramatically will make my day start differently and flow differently and just eliminate the time. Yeah. It's such a, a basic habit, but it's a catalyst for so many things. And the, I think the ramifications from that little thing are just overwhelmingly positive for our whole family, obviously for you as an individual, but definitely for our whole family. Yeah. It's definitely gotten to the point too, where I was like, wow, I just feel like I'm on my phone all the time because when I was nursing in the middle of the night, I'd get on my phone too. Mm, just it makes not sense. good. Yeah. Not these, good. I mean, this is just such a reoccurring dilemma of this age. You know, it's the phone, it's, it's media, social media, it's consuming digital content. And, uh, it's like one of those things that we are going to have to constantly, constantly be revisiting. I feel like, and cause even a lot of, you know, I got rid of my smartphone. Was it five months ago? I think about five months ago. And I got a light phone. Actually, do I have it? I was going to say, I should show it to you're going to show it to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, this is my light phone right there. Look how cool Look at that, that looks. This is a, it literally just calls and texts. And so it's been five months smartphone free since I've gotten a text back. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is really challenging to text on this thing. And so you get one word answers from me all the time now if you text, <laughs> or no answers at all. Probably is more accurate. Uh, but even, even in making this decision to, you know, free myself from the smartphone life, I still find my, it's you, I can access social media on my laptop computer on your phone uh, like it's, it's not like I'm just you know, totally unplugged from the world. Um, it has freed up a lot of time for sure. I mean, yeah, as far yeah. as like, I don't regret it at all. It's been a huge, a tremendous blessing. However, when I look, it's so funny. I'm looking right now, I think at my stack of seven books and literally I start, I've started all seven of these books that I'm looking at and I'm anywhere from one to, you know, 12 chapters in to these books and yet I haven't finished them and I want like each one of those books that I'm looking at right now I can I'm like so excited to get back into and to finish but as long as my computer's open it's always going to be the easiest thing to go to yeah that path of least resistance is so incredibly appealing yeah and and so a change that I'm going to make is in my quiet time in the morning I've really become guilty especially over the last month of having these like vague, you know, time in God's word, meaning like, oh yeah, I've got my Bible, I've got my journal, but I'm kind of getting a late start to the day. So I'm going to grab my computer and check my email and make sure that I'm not behind on anything. And so that, you know, kind of like trying to do this whole multitasking quiet time. It's like, I feel better though, because my Bible and my journal are right here. Exactly. And maybe (laughs) half the time I do get through a chapter or two of God's word, but for the most part, it's just this, it's this distracted time in God's word, which is just so un, you know, that's not the ideal way to do it at all. And so regardless of whether I'm getting a late start to the day, and I think I might be, you know, missing emails or not getting back to somebody, I want to have my Bible time in the morning be my Bible time. And I don't care if it's for 10 minutes or for an hour, just have that be definitive and be able to journal about it, pray about it, you know, meditate on it. And then I want to be able to incorporate that same type of discipline into reading at nighttime. 
you know, you know that I enjoy reading at nighttime. Oh, I yeah. really do sometimes too much. <laughs> but if I've got a laptop computer, then I'll enjoy watching a show. I, it's not that I even enjoy it more. It's just going to be easier to do. And so we'll, well, so I'll I feel do like that. you also have me being like, let's watch something. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's a 50, 50 thing I for sure. I feel like I need to uh, start reading more too. Yeah. It's so fun. Whether it's fiction or, or nonfiction, it'll probably be fiction, but you know, at nighttime anyways, uh, I just have to finish Count of Monte Cristo. I'm reading it for the second time. It feels like I'm reading it for the first time. It's so it's all making enthralling. Sense the well, second time. I didn't realize how much I missed the first time I read that thing. So that's been really enjoyable. But I'm excited to implement that. Just having, if I'm doing something, be doing that thing and not do this mix and match and try to mash it all together business. I love that. That's good to hear. And well, I guess I should probably start reading in the evenings more too. That should be one of my things. Well, if you want to, uh, this isn't like a guilt thing. I, I don't want, uh, you know, there are times where I feel like we need to be hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, Kate, we like that line, the harder you are on yourself, the easier life is on, on you. And there's definitely been times, and maybe that'll come again in the near future, where we kind of need to slap ourselves out of a stage or out of a, a bad habit or a routine. And that's not where we're at right now, I don't think at all. I think we're really grateful with where we're at but we really want to optimize this time from a place of strength. And so I don't want you to like, you know, make decisions based off of feeling guilty because of how I'm spending my time or because you, what, what you think other people think you should be doing with your time. I just think it should be what's best for you. The most life giving to you in the season. Yeah. Well, that's good. (laughs) I don't feel any guilt (laughs) from you, but I will say this, you know, that's the power of a spouse. It's the positive and the negative. Because you're living so closely together, you can either really trip each other up mm-hmm. or you could really yeah, spur each other exactly. on. Yeah. And those are not the words that I wanted to use for that, but I didn't have enough time <laughs> to think of the right words. Well, what's the rush? <laughs> well, Let's we're take another recording. Couple seconds. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm just talking. So, but when I think of, you know, you mentioning reading mm-hmm. at night, it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do? It highlights what I am doing in right. the evening. Am I just going to sit there and watch something by myself? Like, right. no, like that's why I want you to watch something with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really positive thing. Yes. And we've seen that be negative too. Like if I really want sugar at nighttime yeah. and then we both start eating sugar at nighttime and then we're like, how do we get into this rut? But I think that's, the cool part about having a spouse. It is. Katie, I'm sure every like married couple has an element of this dynamic, but Katie is like pro at make getting me to do what she wants to do so that she can like have, she doesn't have to take responsibility for it. I think you feel this way. No, you know, you know, you do this all the time. Like I won't be thinking about getting a treat or like eating sugar at all. Like it won't be the furthest from my mind and I'll be on my way home and you'll say something like, oh, were you going to, were you going to get like a treat or something? I'm like, oh, well, no. She's like, okay, well you can if you want. And that's what do you mean? You like, can you won't, if you want. Cause like you won't say I want a treat. Like, well, and I, I will, I'll be like, Hey, like I feel like ice cream 
or I feel like this and you don't get yourself. You can, if you want, well, you say something like that. And it's the same thing with like watching a movie or watching a show. It'll be like, were you going to watch something? It's like, if you're going to watch something tonight, then I I would totally watch it with you. you. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess as the head of my home, you know, I am the one that needs to take responsibility for what we end up doing. This is probably an underlying thing that I don't even know that I have. I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't bug me. I don't purposely think, oh, this is what I want. So, but I bet I can convince Elisha to say that that's what he wants. So then I'm like not taking responsibility. Yeah. It's probably like an underlying uh, subconscious thing. I just, well, it's effective. Because we end up both getting something that we want. Because I'm like, wow, that was a good idea to get ice cream and to watch three movies tonight. I'm joking. We've never watched three movies in a row. Never. Moving along, though, as we probably should, uh, is it your turn to share a point or mine? You go ahead. I'll go? Okay. I know myself well enough to know that I cannot rely on willpower. Yeah. I've only got so much willpower to at my disposal. And so I want to create systems and also just know enough ahead of time to know that I need something that's easy, but something that's also life-giving and easy. Um, and so, you know, I love the idea of crushing my morning and crushing my evening, but there's just going to come that time, whether it's after the kiddos go to bed or at some point in the afternoon where I just am out of willpower and I'm not going to be doing the thing that I know is best to do. And I'm going to go to YouTube or to Instagram or fill in the blank. And so what are the things that I go to when I'm on there? And, and so I've proactively, you know, found categories of things that I know I want to grow in, but are still entertaining to me. You know, Katie knows I follow some musicians on YouTube that I think are just a blast to watch and they're extremely like inspiring to me and really entertaining. And, uh, it's like this, it feels like a win-win where I'm definitely being entertained. It's easy, low hanging fruit as far as consumption goes. Uh, but it also inspires me and grows me as a musician. Yeah. These guys are awesome. Yeah. Katie totally approves of, I do. of them. Yeah. And it's totally Elisha's style too. I can see him being one of them. Yeah, they, they really do inspire me. So I, I want to be able to go to something like that. Uh, I started jujitsu, what, four months ago? And that's, I mean, I'm like I have the, the world to grow in this. I'm, I haven't even really started, it feels like. But I can, go, I can geek out on all the YouTube, you know, tutorials on different aspects of jujitsu. And that's really enjoyable for me. And it's also, but it's also beneficial to a goal that I have. I guess these are aligning like my entertainment up with long-term goals. I want to progress in jujitsu. I want to progress as a musician. And so I'm going to kind of form my entertainment around that. And same with, this sounds less entertaining, but it still is to me sometimes. And that's like theology, like the, theological podcasts, um, or, or just like talk shows on YouTube that I can sit there and watch and listen to for hours. And it's probably kind of dorky and nerdy, but it's something that I want to grow in, in my understanding. And uh, a lot of times these aren't even theological podcasts. They can just be related to, to science or to, you know, different aspects of life, but they're, you know, supposedly thinking podcasts and it's really easy for me to listen to and it's enjoyable. And I feel like it does get me closer towards my goals at the same time. Yeah. It's not just like watching like a TV show or something right. that's straight up just taking you a hundred percent out of reality. Yes, exactly. Cause that's the problem with TV shows is that I feel like it is making me a better person. It's like making me a more equipped, you know, secret agent. Yeah. But it, in reality, when like the rubber meets the road, 
I actually didn't gain any abilities by watching. Yeah, it's that. like my kickboxing didn't improve at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which really is a pity. Okay, for Bible time, I have not opened my Bible in I don't know how long. It's like sad. I don't know where my Bible is right now. Wow. That's how long it's been. Um and that's obviously kind of devastating. Yeah to me and so i just want to be able to spend my time finding your bible <laughs> Stop. Yeah. you have a smirk on your face you should not be smirking about this not, i don't know why i'm smirking <laughs> i don't know why you are either so anyways that said i i feel like i've given myself this like oh well the kids are up or i've just been in a survival mode for a while yeah and that's not to say i haven't like looked up verses on my phone or haven't read other encouraging books but sure. just straight up reading god's word i mean i it is embarrassing how long it's been so i want to have that be what i reach for first in the mornings regardless mm. of what time i'm waking up and if it doesn't happen in the morning then i want it to happen at some other point during the day mm. and it just needs to become a habitual part of my life again and i so all this being said it takes willpower to do that versus like grabbing your phone mm. especially when i'm not in the habit of it and so I have this little app on my phone. I've talked about it before. It's called Done. And it's where I log my two-minute habits that I'm working on. And so for my two-minute habit, which is basically breaking down a big habit into just something that's micro, that's easy to do, that doesn't take a lot of willpower, I want to track this week just getting out my Bible and opening it up. That's literally all I want to do hmm. this week and track it. But there's a really, really high percentage chance that if I'm tracking that and I'm getting out my Bible, getting out my journal and opening it, I'm going to have time in God's word because just making me aware of my need for that. And it's doing the hard part for me, which is just like committing Hmm. for whatever reason versus like you said, like getting distracted with other stuff Mm -hmm. and having these good intentions. So anyways, that's what I'm going to log this week is getting my Bible, getting my journal and just opening up my Bible and letting, uh, seeing what happens from there. Yeah. That's awesome. I, so. we are huge fans and Katie's so good at the small little catalyst that has ramifications, you know, beyond so far beyond that small little thing. And I think this is one of those for sure. And I've, you know, for the longest time prior to, you know, Lawrence being born, Katie was getting up every morning at five thirty, and her, the only goal she had every morning, it wasn't to wake up and start her day at five 30. It was to get up at five 30 and drink a glass of water. That was just what yeah. she wanted to do every day. That was the only thing she was holding herself accountable for or keeping track of. And so she had the full Liberty to get up, get a drink of water and go back to bed if need be. But just the very act of getting out of bed, getting a drink of water led to you. What? Maybe 95% of the time yeah, starting your day. More. then. You know, 99% of the time yeah. starting your day after getting that drink of water. And I think that this is something that's similar to that, where sure your goal is to spend, you know, a tremendous amount of time in God's word or to get through a certain number of books, you know, over the next couple of months. But you know that by just holding yourself accountable to this very attainable, uh, I guess, goal, 
is what will really lead you into accomplishing those other things. Yeah. Basically the catalyst is not my ideal long term, right? but it's changing my identity in the moment to be like, I reach for my Bible and I open it every single day. Yes. And once that identity changes, then, then you truly are investing your time in different areas mm-hmm. and you're becoming a different person. Right. You know, and that is actually my final point, Katie, in becoming a different person, you know, I'm, I'm reminded again of the power of what takes place in our mind. And the reason I'm reminded is because I stopped just getting lost in my brain and going to God's word. We're told time and time again to not even trust our own thinking or our own brain, but to trust God, trust his word. And when we're just stuck in our own head, only listening to ourselves, we're going to be led astray. We're going to be deceiving ourselves. We're going to be having a, we're going to have a skewed outlook on life. And so we need to be intentional in what we put into our mind. And so I just wrote down um, kind of a handful of verses that I'm going to go through quickly that talk about how to, how to renew our mind and how we are supposed to renew our mind. And most of these are very well known. So I'll just kind of, you know, brush over some of them. Um, Romans 12, two, of course, being one of the most famous ones, but do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I love that this comes in Romans 12 because, you know, Paul has just spent the whole first part of this book declaring what's been done through Christ, all that's been accomplished, our place that we now have because of his work. And so this is uh, one of those classic, because Christ has done all of these things and he's made you this person, and this is how you are now seen by God and how you should speak of yourself. And you know, you, this is your place in heaven because of these things. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so some other verses on how to renew our mind, another famous one in Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is right, whatever is a pure and of good report, um, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. I love that so much. It just gives gives us this filter to ask ourselves, okay, is this something that's pure, of good report? Is it just true or is it all these other things too? And then... I love that um, I'm going to go to Proverbs 28. This, again, is kind of going back to what I was talking about with if we just listen to ourselves, then we're going to lead ourselves astray. Proverbs 28, verse 26 says, Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. And we know that wisdom doesn't come from within. It comes from God and from his word. If we're going to be just listening to ourselves, we're going to be trusting ourselves and we're going to be, like this verse says, fools. But if we want to walk in wisdom, that wisdom's not going to come from our own imagination, our own ideas, or from our heart. It's because our heart is deceitful. It's going to come from God's word and going to what he has to say and yielding ourselves to what His what he says is true, because that is what is true. That's, that's Proverbs 28, 23. Um, Proverbs 4, 23 says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. So, you know, I think about guarding, being a gatekeeper of what we're allowing into our mind, into our heart, what we're meditating on, because that is actually what everything that we live and breathe comes from. It's what we allow into our heart and into our mind. You know, what is this? I forget what it says in Matthew. I think it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out of him, you know, for out of the, out of the mouth, out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The mouth speaketh. Um, it's like, we've got to protect what we are allowing into our head and into our brain. And then we'll go into Ephesians twenty two thirty two. Sorry, this is kind of a lot, huh? I think it's great. Are you kidding? Okay. It's not, you can't get too much of the Lord's word. This, this whole, you know, I think that Ephesians four, 
verses 22 through 32 just give us a tremendous, uh, I guess, gauge on how we are to think. Again, Ephesians 4, this is coming where Paul's already declared where we are because of what Christ has done. You know, Ephesians you know, this is what tells this tells us that we were this is while we are dead in our trespasses and sin Christ has made us alive it tells us that we are now seated at the right hand of God we're at his table you know we're part of the household of God now because of what Christ has accomplished this is where we're at positionally and so then he's telling us how we should then think because all those things are true and um, he says you were taught with regard to your the former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitudes or in the spirit of your minds. It's just interesting that after declaring what things are really done, our old man is dead. We've been crucified with Christ. We're now alive with him. Paul's telling us, you know, the way we're going to experience this reality isn't by killing ourselves. It's not by dying to ourselves or, you know, crucifying our flesh. It's by renewing your minds and acknowledging that this is the truth. It's this thing that needs to happen in our minds and just renewing our minds and remembering what's been done for us and to us by Christ. So that's Ephesians 4.22, verse 32. Yeah, and I think that why our focus is so much right now on renewing our minds is because, one, we've just come out of a season where we've just kind of been consuming a lot of different things, and you guys have heard that. We're trying to give ourselves better brain food Mm. moving forward. But also just because, especially when you're dealing with sleeplessness, and you're dealing with, mm. like, you just get this brain fog going. Yes, big and time. And that's always just a really big thing for us surrounding this season of having a new baby. It's really easy for the devil to come in for whatever reason and just start, like, taking bits of truth and yes. mixing them with all his lies and hitting you hard. Like That's right you get tempted or the devil knows when to tempt you. And yes. it's typically when you're tired, when you're, when life's a little discombobulated, when maybe your hormones are off or maybe <laughs> your wife's hormones are off, <laughs> you're feeling the results of that. So that's why we want to focus so heavily on that renewing of our mind. It's always a good thing to do, but we're highlighting that right that, now in this season. Yes, uh, that's so well said, Katie. I think that's why it's, again, this is for every believer of every day for all of existence. These are powerful verses that we're told to meditate on and to apply to our life. But we feel the need for them even more, even though the need's always there. It's like we really sense the need when we're in this place of um, fatigue, of mental fog. You know, again, it's like Proverbs, another proverb, Proverbs 3, 5, you know, trust in the yeah, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And there's so many times where my understanding, my thoughts, the way I'm viewing life is just, it. I should never trust in that. But instead, trust in God what he says is true, what he says is right, what he says about me, what he says about him, what he says about marriage, what he says about life, what he says about children. You know, trust him in all those things, not my own understanding. And I was just talking to a couple people who are in different countries that are still completely shut down Hmm. or they can't attend church at all and they can't go out of their houses. And it's really easy in that state too, to just start getting in your own head because you aren't having other believers speak into your life or having that encouragement. And it's just hard mentally. So this is yeah, this is just always a really good thing yes, to do. Yes, I think it's always powerful. 
Um, I'm just going to share two more and then we'll do it. The Bible verses. Do it. Second Corinthians 10, five, that's the one that tells us to take every thought captive and to make it obedient to God, make your thought obedient to God. Isn't that cool? Wow. It's not saying like be obedient to God. It's making sure your thoughts are obedient, kind of like submitted under the realm of God and his truth. Don't get, don't just decide for yourself what's true or what's, you know, rational or logical, submit that to God. And then of course, another popular one. And I love this one too, is, is Colossians three. Um, I think it's a verse one, but it's, if then you have been risen again with Christ, set set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. For you died and your life is hid with Christ on high. I love, again, it's telling us, sure, we have to set our mind on things above, but why? Well, because you died and you're now, that's your current reality is with Christ on high. And so put your mind there too, which is kind of a, you know, it's hard for us to understand like, well, if we are seated at the right hand of God, if we're part of his household, you know, if we've been these new creations, why isn't our mind there too? Well, I don't know. I don't really know what the answer is to that, (laughs) but he's telling us because our bodies are there, because our existence is there, put your mind there as well. And so I know the only way I can put my mind there is through God's word, through his Holy spirit. It's not going to be by my own I guess, cleverness or my own contemplative, you know, nature go, looking within or really dwelling on things of this earth. It's going to be dwelling on God and his truth. Okay. You have a few more written down there. No, I think that was all of them. Okay. Seriously. Okay. Well, I'll put all of the references in the show notes because I think those are super powerful. And I think that, I and mean, maybe it's just like where I'm at right now spiritually, but it's like, it sounds really good mm. <laughs> to hear those verses and it's just really refreshing. Yes. Are they, there's nothing like God's word to refresh your soul. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. So, oh, okay. Last thing I wanted to say mm-hmm. for, I mean, after that, it's kind of lame, but <laughs> my <No>. third, <laughs> the third thing I want to work on is just having an intentional time with our older three mm. in the morning. Yes. Uh, Cause that's when they're the most fresh. I think mm. they're really missing that interaction with you've been really intentional with them but then they've had other people kind of taking care of them and Mm -hmm. I've been just hanging out with Lawrence so I want to be intentional also my kids have seen me on my phone a ton Mm. and I just I want to change that narrative Mm. as fast as possible and just maybe write down something the night before like okay I'm gonna read books with them tomorrow or we're gonna do school this day or we're gonna play this game this day where I can still just sit there but just actively engage with them intentionally. Yes. I miss that time and I, I know they do too. Me so. too. Yeah. Their cups have been so full um, because our family is pouring into them, you know, the grandparents and the aunts and uncles, but I can sense that they're missing that from us for sure. Mm-hmm. Like they, they miss the special time with us Yeah, and I'm glad they missed that. I'm like, Oh, I love yeah. that. They meaning <laughs> feels good to feel needed. Yeah, exactly. It's like I miss them. And so I'm glad that they know the difference of hanging out with their grandparents versus their parents, you know, and that they, they value that and they crave it. Yeah. Anyways, this has been a long episode. I feel like we just really, chatted well, yeah maybe not, not crazy long i don't know you you can tell us whether or not it was long <laughs> thank you for listening thank you for watching and we'll talk to you next week bye